Well, hey everyone, it's Matt Light, and today I am so excited to have a special guest on the show with us. She is a local lender right here in Sarasota. It's somebody that I trust. It's somebody that has handled my own personal loans and mortgages, and somebody that I refer dozens and dozens of clients out to every single year. Her name is Paula Schweitzer over at Union Home Mortgage, and we are so excited to have her. So Paula, why don't you jump in here and tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been doing mortgages for. Sure, thanks for having me, Matt. I really appreciate it. I have been in the Sarasota area for 40 years. I've been a local lender for 17 years. Um, prior to that, I worked for financial institutions, uh, Merrill Lynch, Smith Barney, which gave me a great base and foundation to segue into doing mortgages. And I actually worked in-house in a real estate company for 10 years. And then uh, I've got an office downtown Sarasota uh, working with many realtors in the area like yourself. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, I've got a list of questions here. Um, I have reached out and, and posted online of having some people um, submit questions to me that they have during this time. And so I really am appreciative that you would kind of help jump on and help us navigate these waters a little bit. So let's jump right into it. How has COVID-19 affected the mortgage industry? What are, what are you seeing on the mortgage side in the last several weeks? Sure, we are, we're, we're actually, it's kind of interesting because a lot of people are not as busy during this time and there's a lot of layoffs. Mortgage lenders are busy, busy, busy because what's happened is rates have dropped and so everyone out there that has a current existing mortgage has called us to refinance. So that's been a big bulk of our business, but there's also a lot of people still inquiring about purchases. And how the industry has changed um, has been a little bit different in that we've taken certain precautions with appraisals, for example. Not everybody wants you to go into their home right now. So there's been a lot of um, communication between Washington, D.C. and the Mortgage Bankers mm. Association into how do we accommodate the needs of people and just in general, um, there, there's obviously been a lot of restrictions as far as tightening, what's called tightening in the industry. Um, there's not quite as many programs available right now because there's been a liquidity shortage. For the majority of people that are buying right now, your conforming loans, your Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac type loans, there's a lot of money available for that. There are certain banks, and this is kind of tough because it's mm. not an industry standard black and white answer there are certain overlays with certain banks. So you have some of the bigger banks that have raised their credit scores. Um, right. We've raised our credit scores slightly, but there is plenty of money for your conventional loans. Where we've seen the most dramatic changes, we've lost some of those programs for self-employed borrowers that maybe can't provide income, like your special bank statement programs. Um, jumbo loans have gotten a lot tougher to get um, due to the liquidity shortage, but your government loans are available, your conventional loans are available. Um, so that's been the biggest industry changes that we've seen as far as product restrictions in, in raising some of the criteria for how do you qualify and how do you vet that they can make that payment. Mm. So you said in there that, um, you know, your mortgages 
the mortgage industry, you guys are staying super busy because interest rates have come down. What are you seeing interest rates at um, right now? And where do you, I know I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot, but you know, look into the crystal ball, if you will, where do you see them going kind of in the next, in the coming months? Um, interest rates are great. I mean, they're fantastic right now. They're really low. Obviously they were historically low before COVID came and now that it's here, it's dropped them even lower. I mean, the 30-year fixed is sitting at around three and a quarter, uh, give, or, give or take. You know, an advertised lender is going to uh, price that with points. So when I speak right. about rates, I speak without hammering people with fees. Right. Um, so we're in the low threes, 15 years are in the higher twos. Um, where do I see interest rates going? You know, it really depends on who you ask. 10% of people think interest rates are gonna go up. 45% think they're going to go down. 45% think they're going to be unchanged. So I think what's going to impact interest rates the most is what's going to happen with the economy and what is going to happen with us opening up the state in different phases. Is that going to impact us negatively? Is that going to impact us positively? Are we going to get back on track with the economy? So to your point, right. it's kind of a hard question to answer. But right. So are they super volatile right now with that? I mean, is every week you're, I mean, daily, are you seeing kind of different things? Because nobody really knows what to expect. I know my, my wife and I, we talk about, you know, the, the lockdown coming, coming to an end and everybody being quarantined at home. And, uh, you know, we learn more and more about this whole pandemic every day, every week, we're learning more and more. Is that causing rates to be more volatile right now? Thankfully, no. Okay. <laughs> because when this first started, I literally went to lunch, didn't lock a rate, got a call from a customer to lock a rate, and literally in one hour, it cost them about $900 more to lock in an interest rate in just an hour's time. So rates were really just all over the place, and it yeah. was very hard to give a proposal to someone, have them make an agreement. By the time they agreed, something was changed. Mm -hmm. So fortunately, the past probably a couple of weeks, um, we've seen rates level out and- okay and uh, less mortgage lenders jumping out the window. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so then, you know, let's, let's talk about the refinance right now. I've got a lot of friends, a lot of listeners that they've owned a home for years. Uh, you know, they've got kids, they're not looking to downsize yet, or they just purchased a home. Historically speaking, I know we had low interest rates the last few years. Is now a good time for people to re, um, to consider you know, refinancing and, and what type of people would it be, you know, positive for them to consider refinancing? Um, I would say if you've got anything probably over four and a quarter, maybe even four and an eighth, 4%, um, call a lender and find out a little bit about the benefit. In Florida, we don't pay a state tax. So in Florida, our closing costs are a little bit more to do a refinance. Okay. Um, that being said, you really just have to do the math on it and speaking to a mortgage loan officer, they can do that. They can look at, um, here's the rate with you paying, with, with you as the, as the homeowner paying all the closing costs. Here's the rate okay. if they're not paying any closing right. costs. So any lender can roll in the closing costs and can pay your closing costs for you. It's just a matter of how long do you wanna be in the house? When's your break even period? And when is that going to be worth it? So those are all the questions that we ask to make sure that we're doing the proper financial scenario to, to meet what their current goals are. 
Right. Now, let's jump over into, you know, something that the government was pushing people to or or uh, mortgage companies and lenders were pushing people to who may have lost their job or lost a lot of income. And the biggest thing that we're seeing is people are having a hard time paying more their mortgages. And, right. and we know that banks, they don't want to foreclose on people. That's the last thing that a bank wants to do. They want to do whatever they can to help people make their payments. It costs them Absolutely. more money to foreclose than it is to help them uh, find a way to make their payments. So I know people were, you know, loan forbearance was a huge topic all over, all over the place. And then I had heard, you know, different rumors of, oh, well, then in a year, they're going to ask for that all that delayed payment all up front and they don't have the money, they can't afford it. So tell us, you know, being a lender, what is loan forbearance? Well, loan forbearance is not loan forgiveness. So that's important to know. The forbearance is you're stopping, you're taking a time out on your mortgage, so to speak. And that lender might be putting it on the very end, the back end of the mortgage. Um, they, they might be making arrangements where you're just doing forbearance for a couple months. I mean, you have the availability to do forbearance for a longer mm. period of time, okay. but it might be that maybe you just do forbearance for two or three months. Um, you're going to contact your servicer. So right. we really don't know exactly how that's going to look on the back end. However, it's not forgiveness. So that money is eventually going to be due. What I would stress, um, if you are going to be buying a home, and just because you can doesn't mean you should. I pulled someone's credit last week that wants to do a pre-approval and they want to buy a home in a couple months. And right. it was the first time I've seen what that's going to look like on the credit report. And I recognized it right away. It said zero payment. So I called and I said, hey, what's mm. going on? And, and in this case, it wasn't your mortgage, but it was the car that they had taken the forbearance on. And they said, well, we took the forbearance. And I said, and she said, we're doing it on the mortgage right now. And I said, well, I wouldn't do that because this person was actually getting income. So if someone right. has stopped making their payments, they want to buy a home, but they're still receiving income, that lender, you can bet, is going to be asking, why did you yep. do that? Because right. you're still financially obligated. So unless you really have a reason, I wouldn't take advantage of that. But right. if, certainly if you need to, then, then that is there for you. So with, you know, you saying them, you know, it's not forgiveness, it's kind of, they can put it on the back end. Does that mean, say you had a 30-year loan and you didn't pay it for a year, now it's kind of 31 years or is it broken down into payments or is it, you know, how, what does that mean they slap it onto the back end of it? Correct. I mean, it could be 31 years. It just depends on how that servicer is handling it. Okay. Could it balloon? Maybe they want the money all due in full at once. I mean, I've read several different things where there's that that's kind of where it's not just black and white because we're entering into this period. How is one servicer handling it from another servicer? Mm. What is it going to look like when you're buying a home in the future? Some of those questions we don't know the answer to yet because different servicers who you make your payment to, that's a servicer. Um, are handling things a little bit differently. We do know that it's not causing a negative impact on your credit report right now. So that person that I pulled and I saw last week, it had not impacted their credit score. So that was good. Okay. Now, kind of kind of wrapping up, I had somebody text me this question and I thought it was a fantastic question. A lot of people uh, are hurting in the job front right now or financially or they're going to be. Will a two to three month dip in somebody's income Will that affect them if they're trying to get a mortgage? 
that that's actually from a from being a lender a long time and just and the, again this is my opinion i don't have anything in writing on this but that is kind of the least of my concern because i would think and again this is my opinion it's not a fact that's out there but i would think that lenders are going to be looking at that like you've had a surgery you know you're off work for a period of time you have right. an eternity leave um, you've had some circumstance where there's that period of time where you're having to average income that can almost be omitted. Mm. Sometimes a lender will even go back, for example, if you need two years worth of commission history, for example, and you're not a W-2 type of employee. Right. Sometimes a lender will even pull in a third year and they'll say, look, Mr. Underwriter, we know that the guidelines say look at two years, but we're going to go back three years and show the stability of this particular person. So. I think as long as you can explain it and there's that snapshot of them being unemployed, I think that we could take that out because mm -hmm. obviously that's just going to drag down their income. Right. Again, now, just, just thinking common sense wise. Right. And so would you think that would kind of relay into the commission only employees where they might still be making an income right now? but it's going to be drastically less maybe for the remainder of this year because of where, where, you know, where we're at. Um, do you think a lender would kind of view that the same of, no, they weren't unemployed, but obviously we had a pandemic, the economy went like this. So that's why their commission sales are down. And then they might go back to two or even three years to see what their history was. Yes. I think, I think that if you've, got a decline from one year to another, it gets a little bit tougher. Like for example, in a, in a healthy economy, you've got a decline from 2018, it was really great. And then 2019, for example, it went down. Hmm. Someone like that might have a little bit harder time, but if you've got an upward trend in income, except for this snapshot of the COVID uh, pandemic area, I think you'll be okay. So this would equate to uh, commission, probably bonus type income, overtime income, where you, if you're an hourly employee and you've got overtime, hmm. um, that is probably, more the conversation that's going to be applicable towards um, that type of income. Self-employment, it, it's a little bit tougher. Um, we're, I mean, we're not using 2020 income right now anyway for self-employment. We're using 2018 <laughs> and 19. Right. <laughs> so well, that helps. Quick. No, Until 2021. <laughs> right. Oh, well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Paula, and, and helping us from a, a mortgage front and navigating these waters. I know um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me personally that I maybe was never their realtor during their transaction or, you know, whatever the case is, but now they're reaching out to me, asking me some of these questions. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm honored that they've, they, they value and trust what my opinion is. And that's why I wanted to bring an expert like yourself in of somebody that I trust. Um, to help people navigate these waters from a mortgage front and, and moving forward. So um, tell us, how can somebody get in contact, uh, in, in contact with you? In contact with me? We'll just call you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> um, you can Google my name, uh, Paula Schweitzer, or you can call my cell, 941-232-5884. Uh, but if you Google Paula Schweitzer, Sarasota, um, I have a lot of Zillow reviews too that, that are kind of nice to read because 
it's what other people say about you. So that's even better than what you say about right. yourself, right? <laughs> right, absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be dropping uh, her contact information. If you're listening on the podcast, it's going to be in the show notes. If you're on YouTube, it's going to be kind of under the description. So I'm going to have her contact information, uh, you know, dropped right in here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and Paula, thanks again. We can't wait to hopefully do this again sometime in the future. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.